Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm sharing all the tips and tricks for real people like you to put real food on the table in a way that is delicious and not overwhelming through meal planning and meal prepping. A few weeks ago, my sister sent a group message to my mom, sister, and I asking if we wanted to have a meal prep party. Normally, I'm the type who likes to fit small amounts of meal prep into my schedule in small doses. I think marathon cooking sessions can be overwhelming, and I don't generally have a lot of time away from my kids, so it's not really doable to cook for longer than an hour, to be honest. But the idea of doing a meal prep party altogether intrigued me. After we got it done, I thought that this could be a great tool for you to add to your meal prep arsenal every few months or so to help you create a little emergency stash of freezer foods for those days that getting in the kitchen isn't going to happen. If you want to hear more about my strategy of creating a meal prep emergency stash, go ahead and listen to episode seven. That's all about productivity tips to help you actually put your meal plan on the table. And one of those tips is to create an emergency stash. And I share all of my ins and outs for doing so. Anyway, after we decided that we were going to go ahead with this meal prep party, me being me, I went ahead and planned some meals and we hosted our very first party. Some things went really well and others not so great, but overall we were able to hang out for a day and we all went home with 10 freezer meals each. My baby sister who is single ended up with like 40 each since each meal could feed her close to four times. We spent $75 a person and we spent about seven hours working. It was definitely cost and time efficient, though it was a bit overwhelming and exhausting that day. I also think we could have done it quite a bit faster if I had been more organized, but I'll talk more about that later. So now I'm taking all of the things that I learned and putting together a little audio guide for planning your own meal prep party in this episode. I have also put together a printable guide with the recipes that we used, a shopping list, and a schedule of tasks so you can throw this very same meal prep party if you so desire. If you want your copy of the guide, head over to the show notes at callmebiddyblog slash how to plan a meal prep party. So let's jump right into the steps. Step number one, invite your friends and schedule a time. This one is kind of obvious, but the first thing to do is send out some invites for friends and family you would like to meal prep with and find a day that you can all get together. There were four of us who meal prepped, and I think that is just about the right number for a standard sized kitchen. There were times we were in each other's way and there was stuff everywhere, so I think more people could get a little bit too overwhelming. You also have to keep in mind when you're sending your invites that in order for everyone to take one of each menu item home, you have to prepare one of each menu item. So if you have too big of a group, it can get really difficult to prepare that much food. After you've chosen your friends, you'll want to find a time that you are all available. This particular day of meal prep took about seven hours. But as I said earlier, it wasn't as organized as it could have been, and not everyone was able to be there the whole time, so we had a lot of in and out. So I think you could cut the prep down to four to six hours with better organization, which you will have if you head over to the show notes and download your very own guide. The next step is to gather preferences and allergies. I have a poor brother-in-law who is lactose intolerant, so it was important that I remembered that ahead of time so that we could accommodate that in all the meals that we made. It will also be important to find out if anybody has any extreme dislikes so that everyone is able to enjoy the meals. I also asked anyone if they had any favorite things or things that they'd frozen before that they thought froze well so that I was trying to take everyone's preferences into consideration before I went and grocery shopped. 
After I finished the menu, I made one final check before ordering groceries to be sure that everyone liked or could at least tolerate the meals that I chose. Step number three is to plan your menu, which we touched on in the previous step, but be sure to research meals that freeze well and also try to be efficient with what you're planning. As an example, my menu had two different recipes that used shredded pork, two that used shredded chicken, and two that used meatballs. That way we were able to get two different meals out of one preparation of meat. You don't have to make 10 recipes. You can start with a mini meal prep party and maybe send everyone home with five finished, me- five finished meals or cook doubles and you can still take home 10 meals with just a little bit less variety. Step number four is to gather your supplies and staples. When you are prepping such a large volume of food at a time, it's not likely that you'll have everything you need in one kitchen. At one time, we had two rice cookers, two slow cookers, and two Instapots all going at the same time. So you'll want to check your recipes for needed items and make sure you have enough of them gathered before party day. You should also see what spices, oils, vinegars that you already have among you before you do your grocery shopping. This will help you keep things as budget-friendly as possible. You'll also want to make sure that you have a good selection of quality knives before you get started. Chopping with a dull knife is a surefire way to make sure a person never cooks again, so get your knife sharpened if you need to and try to have one sharp chef's knife per person. Step number five is to order or pick up your groceries. Don't forget lots of food containers. It's most efficient and cost effective to have one person in the group take care of all of the groceries. It's probably easiest to have whoever is hosting the party order or pick up the groceries so they can have everything ready when everyone arrives. I'm obsessed with ordering groceries and because this will be a big order, it's really so easy and convenient to just order them and pick them up. And as I said, don't forget food containers. You'll want ample Ziploc bags in quart and gallon sizes. And depending what you're making, you might want some disposable pans or Tupperware. Just a quick note, I was at the dollar store the other day and they had disposable pans, which is quite a bit cheaper than you usually will find them at the regular grocery store. So you may want to try your local dollar store to pick some of those up if you'll need them. All right, step number seven is to make a schedule. And this is the one thing, well, one of the things that I didn't do so well at our party. I had wanted to get this done, but just didn't have time to get to it before the day of. So because of this, I spent a lot of time delegating and there were times when people were standing around and didn't know what to do, which made us a lot less efficient. So don't do what I do and delegate all of the tasks that need to be done to each individual person. If you have kids, if any of you have kids, it works well to have someone on kid duty at all times to break up quarrels and to give you a little bit of a break from standing. So I would rotate the child watcher out every hour or so. Step number seven is to get the slow cooker started early before everybody else arrives and don't overfill them. So this is another lesson that we learned the hard way. So when I meal prep at home, slow cookers are life because I can get other things done while my meat gets nice and tender all day. As we were meal prepping, we found ourselves waiting on slow cookers a lot to do the next step. We also overfilled one and when it was finally supposed to be ready, I peeked in and it was still raw. To remedy this problem, I should have had the person hosting or my mom put all of the meats in the crock pots before we arrived in the morning so it was already starting to cook and get tender when we needed it. Um, You can also use an instant pot, which cooks much faster, but I find that chicken and pork shred a little bit easier out of the slow cooker, so that tends to be my go-to method. But an instant pot would have solved a lot of our problems, so that's an option as well. Step number eight, or this one's more of a little tip, is don't forget lunch and maybe dinner for the day of your meal prep party. So one thing we didn't really think about 
was the fact that we were going to be cooking all day and we would get hungry. If you're planning a long day of cooking, you're definitely going to need some sustenance to get you through. Nothing is more annoying than preparing 10 meals but having nothing to eat. So put someone in charge of lunch. You could do a little potluck and have everyone bring something for lunch. Or you can do what we ended up doing, which is just order pizza. Just make sure you think about it and plan it ahead of time so no one gets too hangry while you're prepping. You might want to plan dinner as well or plan to take home one of your freshly prepped meals and make that for dinner. Step number nine is to plan entertainment for the kids. My mom rocked this one. Our party was in the summer and she had kiddie pools in the back and everything baby-proof before we started. You might also consider getting some new or special toys to bring with you on meal prep day that will keep the kids entertained for as long as possible. Also consider letting them help with a few age-appropriate tasks. Ours helped make meatballs, which we watched closely to make sure they didn't touch anything, and we washed them really well after. And they loved it and didn't want to stop, but the pools were eventually able to garner their attention. Uh, the last step or tip is to bring coolers and ice, and this is another thing that I neglected to think about. Um, but we each cleared out our own freezers at home beforehand to make room for our meals. But we didn't consider what we would do with each item as we finished cooking it. And it wasn't safe to leave it out as we were cooking for such a long time. In the end, we grabbed some boxes and added Ziploc bags with ice. But a far better and simpler solution would have been for each of us to bring our own cooler and ice to store our meals in and then transfer our meals home in. So what do you think? Are you up for a meal prep party? Your bonus tip is, if you have one, to blast those tunes and get cooking. You might be in for a long day, but when you leave with 10 completed and tasty dinners, you'll instantly feel relieved thinking about all the times over the next month that you'll be able to just grab something out of the freezer and be eating in no time flat. And hopefully you have a little fun catching up with your friends, even if your feet are a little bit tired by the end. I hope you've gathered some ideas that you'd like to use. Have you ever had a meal prep party? What advice would you add? Start the conversation with me on Instagram at callmebettyblog or in my meal planning and prepping Facebook group, Planned and Prepped with Call Me Betty. Find the link to both of those on my website. Next week, I'm talking to all of you fast food lovers out there. I know that the convenience of fast food can be so alluring and lots of times it just tastes so dang good. I'm sharing all about the fast food copycats that I DIY to keep me from hitting up the Wendy's drive-thru quite as often. As always, I'm rooting for you and I can't wait to see your success. Happy cooking and happy party planning.